0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on February 3, 1959, rock and roll stars Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson, they died in a small plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa. Maybe you have a little dementia and you don't remember them if you're over 40. They were a pretty big deal then, kind of shook the teenagers of the 1959s. Today in 1865, President Abraham Lincoln and Confederate Vice President Alexander Stevens had a, a meeting on a ship, and it was called a peace conference. They were on a ship just off the Virginia coast. However, the talks didn't go very well because they deadlocked and then they just broke it off over the issue of, you might have guessed, Southern autonomy. Today in 1913, the 16th Amendment to the United States Constitution providing for a federal income tax, oh yes, that was ratified today in 1913. Today in 1917, by the way, that amendment is still in full force, as you may know, Today, in 1917, the United States broke off diplomatic relations with Germany. That was the same day that an American cargo ship was sunk by a German U-boat off Britain. After the crew was allowed to board the lifeboats, the Germans let the crew off the the ship, onto the lifeboats, then they sank their ship. Today, in 1943, during World War II, U.S. transport ship, SS Dorchester, was carrying troops to Greenland. It sank after being hit by a German torpedo in the Labrador Sea. Of the more than 900 men aboard, only about 230 survived. However, the story that came from that, certainly a tragic loss, certainly to the families who lost men on that tragic event. But the story that emerged from that was this. There were four Army chaplains on board, and when they saw the circumstances, the ship was sinking, everybody wasn't going to be saved. All four of those Army chaplains gave their life jackets to someone else. They saved their life, and the four chaplains went down with the ship. Today, 1966, Soviet probe Luna 9 became the first man-made object, as far as anyone knows, the first man-made object to make a soft landing on the moon. And one year ago today, in closing arguments at President Donald Trump's impeachment trial, the first impeachment trial, Democrat prosecutors urged the senators to stop this, quote, runaway president and his presidency. And they wanted... Everyone to recognize Trump's actions in the Ukraine as part of a pattern of behavior that will allow him to cheat in the next election, the 2020 election. It's interesting how things have turned out, isn't it? Over the la- over the four years that followed this, the 2020 election, Trump cheated, and as far as the Ukraine, Trump. Was trying to use the Ukraine matter with Joe Biden and his son Hunter as a political tool to get votes. That there was nothing to it. There was no story there in the Ukraine. Now, these months later, we've got a uh, there's a laptop that you never hear about anymore. There is an ongoing federal investigation into Hunter Biden. I would be surprised, honestly. If any charges came out of that, although it would certainly merit that from everything I've read. But isn't it interesting how the news rolls along and there are a few people at the top who control what the public hear. And because much of the public, maybe not most, but much, are not informed. They say, wow, I heard that on the news. There's an old saying long time ago, I don't hear it much anymore, but as a kid growing up, I would say, yep, yeah, people would question, they'd say, are you sure that's true? Yeah, I read it in the newspaper. Oh, well, it must be true then. Boy, that's changed, hasn't it? Hopefully. But there are still people who, if they hear it on the news, they read it in the newspaper, well, it must be true, because they're saying so-and-so, whatever it is. We live in a day that is so complex, it is so confusing, it is so um, troubling sometimes. And then you throw on top of that a lot of misinformation, really, that's been put out about this COVID-19. I read this morning that Dr. Fauci, who is now the lead guy for the Biden administration regarding health matters, advisor, I guess, I think he's called an advisor, He's joined this group that are advocating now that the the virus really didn't originate in Wuhan, China. It originated in several places on the planet Earth. I didn't get a chance this morning. I didn't have time to read all, the, all of the article, but I read the first part of it. I thought, that's interesting. So they're now going to officially uh, revise the fact that the virus did start there. I mean, that's where the guy... Got it. And um, they're going to revise all that now and as though it never happened. And China is praising their efforts in bringing integrity. That's a quote from the Communist Party of China, praising their efforts to bring integrity and clarity to COVID-19. I don't know. Did you hear about Jeff Bezos? He's stepping down as CEO of Amazon. He's not going away for sure, but he's stepping down. He's handing over his role to Andy Jassy. He's a guy that's been working for him for a long time, almost from the beginning, not quite. Andy Jassy has been in charge of the Amazon web services. He's the guy that took Parler, put them down, shut them down, made them go black. Parler is a social media uh, company that was uh not competing with some of the big boys, Twitter, but they were starting to feel a little bit, feel their presence. And a lot of conservatives have gone to Parler. So this Andy Jassy, Parler was using the web services of Amazon because they control most of it in the world now. And they were on one of their services. We are not, by the way, our little deal here, that which is not on the radar with Jeff Bezos, I'm sure. But nonetheless, we're not on one of their servers. But a lot of ministries are, I mean, a lot of people are because there's not many choices. So Jassy is gonna become the new CEO of Amazon later this year. Jeff Bezos is stepping down. He's going to be like um, like chairman of the board or something. I can't remember what he, he's taking the title. He's not going away. He's gonna keep his hand on the company. But he said he wants to spend more time on some other issues that he feels are very, very important. One of them is space travel. He's involved in that. The other is he said he wants to spend more time working with his newspaper. That would be the Washington Post. Of course he does because that becomes his amplified voice for his far, far left progressive, relativistic views of life. Yet he's been very successful in business. He founded Amazon in 1994 in a little house in Bellevue. (laughs) A little, I mean, just a regular ranch home. He and his then-wife, he's divorced her now, he has a new one, but he and his wife drove out from the East Coast and drove out to Seattle, settled in Bellevue. He started in his garage. He used a door as his desk. put a door on two sawhorses, used that for his desk. I think they still have it on display in one of their many, many buildings around Seattle. But anyway, he started out the company, the company went public in 1997 at $18 a share, had a market capitalization of $438 million. On the first day of trading, uh, shares climbed as high as $30, but closed at $23.50. Last year, the company's market cap passed one trillion dollars for the first time. It's now worth Amazon is now worth 1.7 trillion dollars. If you would have invested and maybe you did, $10,000 in the company in 1997, that would be worth $16.8 million today if you'd have left your stock in the company. Well, enough of that. But Bezos has been wildly successful. He has been incredibly influential in a very destructive way in the culture, and he's gearing up now to become even more so because he wants to spend his time on the things that he cares about the most. Now that he has unlimited funds almost, he's going to attack or address the culture. So we can look forward to more of his ideologies being put forward with the wealth of a $1.7 trillion company behind him. That's not encouraging, but it's something we should know, you should know, and I hope you recognize that. So what can we do about it, Gary? Well, not a lot regarding Bezos, to be honest with you. He's going to go out there and do what he decides to do as long as God allows him to. But God is in control. But here's what you and I can do. We can, first of all, be informed and do and act and live in an informed way, because I am convinced that God wants his people to be informed. I think the Bible, in many different ways, some overtly, some is nuanced, but God tells us through his word that he wants us to be informed, first and foremost, about God's word and the truth. But he wants us to be informed about what's going on around us, because lack of knowledge, just in general, destroys People, God's people, God's people are destroyed through lack of knowledge, knowledge of his word, knowledge of how God feels about what's happening in our culture. And God has certainly called us, Jesus himself taught, that we are salt and light. We are an influencer in our community. And I know many times we think we're not. We think, man, I don't have any influence. I mean, who do I influence? All of us have a circle of influence. Some is much larger than others. But we all have a circle of influence somewhere with someone in some set of circumstances. So keep that in mind. Be informed and stay focused on who is really in charge. It isn't Bezos. It's Almighty God himself who created everything that exists. God ultimately is in control. That's why the psalmist wrote in Psalm 103. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's what we are to remember first and foremost. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Don't forget his benefits. Don't forget what God has done for us as we look at sometimes a very dim and very troubling environment around us, a cultural environment. And we do live in an environment that can be a little discouraging sometimes. And that's why we take time every day on this program to talk about what the Bible says as we inform you as to what's going on in the culture. I want to thank you for your support. We need it. You are the sole providers of this program. You are the underwriters of this ministry. There is no other. So I would encourage you to stand with us. We need your help. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. If you've been listening to the program and if you feel it's worthwhile and maybe you haven't stepped up and become one of the supporters of this ministry, please consider it. Ask God if he would have you to do something for this ministry. If he speaks to your heart and nudges you to do it, then do it. If not, if you say, no, this is not something I should support, then don't. If you don't feel God is leading you to do it because he will speak to the hearts that should be a part of this. And I'm confident of that. And that's kind of the way we've lived our life in the ministry. And um, I know that God will speak to some of your hearts that are not supporting, but believe in what we're doing. So thank you in advance. You can also contribute online. Go to faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. Just go to the little tab at the top of the first page you see it. There's a donate tab. Click that, and no problem. You can do it. There's a company called Aristotle that manages our online contributions. So when you see that, I've had a couple of people lately say, "Man, what is this? Did I con- contribute to somebody that's not Gary?" And no, you didn't. That's the company that man They're a huge company. They're very reliable. Been around a long time. They manage mega, big organizations, and they manage our online. Giving as well, so thank you, thank you so much. Ben Ben Shapiro is doesn't claim to be a Christian. I don't know what his Jewish faith amounts to, but he's a diehard conservative, and he's intellectual. He was um, speaking to Young America's Foundation yesterday. He posted a video on the organization's Facebook page with some comments that I wanted to share with you this morning. He's warning that teaching transgenderism to a child is damaging to that young impressionable child's psyche. I think all of us know that. But he's saying this to a pretty broad audience. He said, if I teach my nearly four-year-old girl that she can become a boy, then I think that's not only lying to her, I think it's confusing her, and I think it's damaging to her psyche. One of the premises of the transgender movement is that Human minds are completely non-malleable. That, oddly enough, he says, I'm quoting him, men are not men and women are not women, but if you're a transgender, this is unchangeable, especially among children. If three or four-year-old has certain feelings, those feelings have to be taken completely seriously. We can't fight against them. We can't suggest that the kid will grow out of it. Instead, we have to say, this kid is inherently transgender. He said, I can tell you, having kids, kids are incredibly malleable kids are easily confused. He said there's no tolerance for the transgender movement's efforts to lie to children in order to accomplish its underlying goal of redefining a key term for entire society. That's exactly what's going on. Then he said this. He said they're having drag shows in kindergarten now in some areas. He said when you do that, when you confuse kids about gender, you're doing the kids no favors. You could be doing them significant damage. He said kids should not be confused about their biology, kids should be, not be confused about their gender. He said, "I'm not in the mood for countenancing lies about what men and women are, specifically when I think there's a goal of redefining a key, a key term in the entire society. I shared that with you because he's absolutely right. There is a goal there is an, a campaign to change human sexuality in our entire culture in American and global culture. I don't know if you're aware of American girl dolls, but I am because, no, I don't have a collection of dolls personally, but my little granddaughter does. Marjorie and I have bought her several American girl dolls over the last few years. So this caught my attention. I want to share it with you today. Ten-year-old Kyra Bailey pretty much like all the dolls in the popular American Girl series. They're cute, they're winsome, they have a personality, they have information that comes with them. Often a book comes with the doll, and it's a storyline. Well, she has a storyline. Kyra Bailey, she's just out, new. This was introduced around Christmas time, so she'd been out for about a month. But her story is an LGBT family storyline. It's the first ever for this successful Mattel-owned American Girl line of dolls. And the storyline is dividing the brand's loyal base, and I'm glad it is. And I wanted parents and grandparents to be informed. After buying this, these several American Girl dolls, not that one, but several, over the last several years, this coming out of sorts has caught my attention. That's why I wanted to bring it to your attention. Kyra's the great aunt in the storyline, Kyra's great-aunts, Mamie and Lynette, are a married lesbian couple that lives in Australia. They operate an animal sanctuary. Kyra herself has a passion for caring for animals, as most kids do, so she visits her aunts or aunts. The plot or storyline is described in the accompanying book called Kyra Down Under. Each year, Mattel releases a limited-edition, girl-of-the-year type of doll. Well, this is it for last year, 2020, has a unique talent. They release a book about character. I have appreciated what they have done with this line. And as I said, we bought several of these in the past for our youngest granddaughter. But in this edition, the young reader learns that Mamie and Lynette were married after the law was changed to allow it in Australia. They legalized same-sex marriage in 2017, as a matter of fact. As students are becoming aware of this new adventure by Mattel, They're becoming angry, and so are their parents, particularly the parents. Julie Parks is an American girl spokesperson. She said, from the beginning, they're reacting to this, Mattel is. She said, from the beginning, our Girl of the Year characters have been designed to reflect girls' lives today and the realities of the times. They always come back like this, and they always act like almost everybody is doing this, so you should be aware of it. Quite the opposite is true. Not everybody is doing this. They're trying to get everyone involved in considering their own sexuality. And they're beginning with children, not old guys like you and me. They're not really focused on us until we get upset. They're really focused on our children because our children are malleable and their minds are in the process of being developed. And that's why the Bible is so explicitly clear that if we don't train up a child in the way he should go, they probably aren't going to be trained up properly. A Christian parent has a unbelievable responsibility to train up their child. We should not be giving them over to government classrooms, government-run classrooms. We call it public education. It isn't. It's indoctrination. Now, for a long time I was hesitant to say that, but I have come to that point. I honestly believe that with all my heart public education is nothing more than a station for indoctrination. When you see these schools consumed with ripping down Abraham Lincoln because he was racist, I mean, they are. They're changing the names of schools. You see them having these long discussions with five- and six-year-olds about their own human sexuality. That's not education. That's child abuse, and that is indoctrination in its most deadly form, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, this Julie Park, she says, as a brand, we've always strived to share the message that there's no magic recipe for a family, and that families can be made up of all kinds of ingredients. Each is unique and lovely. We know girls who can relate directly to Kaira's circumstances, like they have a father who has passed away. What does that have to do with two lesbian aunts? Or, she said, or or a couple in a same-sex marriage. It's all the same. It's all the same. There's, there's nothing unusual about a same-sex marriage. It's like your father passed away, so you have a different kind of a family. And a lot of people in America and around the world have different kinds of families. She said, we're glad to show them that the makeup of one's family doesn't matter. It's still a family, and that's all that counts. I've been a pastor... And in the ministry, my entire adult life, I understand that many families are not complete. They're not the nuclear mother, father, two children, whatever. I understand that. I've stood with many, probably thousands of people over my lifetime who've had broken families. I understand that, but that's still not the model. And most of the people in a broken family will tell you that is not the model, but we're doing the best we can. There are single parents out there who not by their choice. They're raising their children, they're doing the best they can, and they need our help, support, and prayer. But I will tell you, that is not to become the model. And the model today is two daddies, two moms, whatever. It's all the same. No, it isn't. And there are, there are studies that are done by legitimate research people who show time and time again that this is a destructive pattern. In the black community, there's many studies that conclude that if this kid had had a dad, he wouldn't have probably done what he did. I mean, it's out there. It's not racist. It's just actual. And that's true in every ethnicity. It isn't just the black community, but there's a lot of studies about that. And black speakers and black uh, thinkers and leaders are the first to share those Statistics with their own community. It's profoundly disappointing to see yet another wholesome model of American life become a tool in the hands of those trying to redefine and remake the culture. Julie isn't telling the truth. She's lying and she knows it. If what she says is true, why then did they, why did they, why didn't they just choose the non-controversial father who passed away storyline? No, no, that's not what they want. They, they could have made the same point about family being different. They use that. She tries to equate a father passing away with having two lesbian people in a marriage, so-called, as family. But they're not, they're not trying to really find some kind of neutrality. They're trying to create a new normal. Because when it comes to the LGBTQ agenda, brand integrity and profit are not the first priority. On Amazon, one-third of the reviews on this doll one out of five, give only one star out of five stars. They're showing strong disapproval. A high percentage of negatives for an American Girl book because people haven't had negatives about that in the past. Now, people are discovering the hidden agenda of the doll. The book, Parks, is trying to make the case that Mattel is... Proud of their reputation for being inclusive and having diverse dolls that will allow even more girls to see themselves reflected in their product, products. It's very de- very deceptive. If it were true that the only motive was to include girls with lesbian aunts or whatever, why did they hide the fact to the buyer that in the book it contained LGBT storyline? They don't even promote that in all of their stuff on Amazon and, and elsewhere. They don't even tell you that that's the storyline. If that's who they're trying to reach out to, is these girls that are in that kind of a family, why don't they say so up front? So the girl will know it's it's something for her. No, they hide that. The American Girl website doesn't even mention the same-sex relationship. you got to buy the doll and the book, and they're fairly expensive, and get into it a ways before you figure out what the message is. It's very, very deceptive. What little girl wouldn't be drawn into that kind of adventure? They know what they're doing. They always do. And they always try to bypass and exclude the parents and grandparents and speak directly to the child. Because as Shapiro said, their minds are malleable. This is a day that I wish I had a little more time. I have more to say, to be sure. I wanted to get into some scripture with you, but we'll do that another time. I'm out of time today, but I want to thank you. Just remember that much is happening in our world today. God is in control.